Welcome to The Grinning Possum, a podcast about poetry, old-time music, geography, history, and interesting people who put their hands to work. I'm your host, Morris Manning. If it's homespun, homegrown, or just plain down-home, we tend to like it. We cover everything from leather britches to thunder mugs, pokeweed to polecats, and a heap of critters in between. We can even promise the occasional shoeless ditty and witty oddity. Our aim is to go from this to this. From a plain and simple beginning to something lovely most any raw materials can make. Each episode pokes around a corner of Appalachian culture and tradition and wraps it all up in a frolic. As one old timer liked to say, if you've got an itchy ear, just listen at this. And that's all you have to do. Right now we're standing, oh, about 25 feet into the Nada Tunnel here in Red River Gorge. This tunnel is over 100 years old, about 110, I believe. And the tunnel was originally made to run a railroad track through it in order to move logs out of the woods. Teams of workers got on either end of the tunnel and started blasting and drilling with rock drills and pickaxes. And the tunnel is 900 feet long. It's a good place to play a bit of a tune uh, that's going to come up later in this episode, reference to an old hymn called A Mighty Fortress is Our God. standing behind Copperas Falls here in Red River Gorge, southeastern Kentucky. Copperas Creek is flowing over a nice sharp rock cliff and behind the falls is a big overhang making a nice acoustic shell for us to read poems under. This poem is called Treatise on Milk Gravy. When it comes to gravy, I was lucky because my first exposure to it, though I'd had plenty of gravy before, I mean the gravy that changed my life and led me down the path of praise, was at the kitchen table of one Bozella Maddox an old woman who was a neighbor around the hill when I was coming up, who sent for me whenever she had chores she couldn't handle on her own, which were always high in number because she was old and thought giving a boy a chore would improve his character. One day she had me crawl up under the house because the awfulest stink that ever was had filled the house and something under it must be dead. 
After reaching under there in the dark, I got hold of something shaggy and stiff and swollen up and ruined by death, which turned out to be a beloved rat Bozella Maddox kept as a pet. The poor thing was covered in maggots and was indeed the source of the stink. I'm afraid it's stumpy, Miss Maddox, I said. I know it's him because of the tail. Unlike an ordinary rat, tail-wise, Stumpy was saddled, sadly, with a short and bare nub. He come into the world that way, Miss Maddox said, and poked the nub when she first showed me Stumpy's design, and she was toting him like a baby. But that was early in my acquaintance with Stumpy. This day was a sadder occasion. Reckon we'd better bury him, Bozella Maddox said. You fetch the shovel, and I'll prepare the body. Miss Maddox directed me to dig a hole in front of the hollyhocks, a fitting place for Stumpy to rest, she said. Meanwhile, she'd arrayed Stumpy in old-style finery. He was draped in a lady's handkerchief, embroidered with flowers and trimmed with lace. She set him down on the table and held a brief but solemn wake for the rat. He wasn't very big for a rat, I observed, but he was big in spirit, Miss Maddox answered, and that's what counts. Go out in the shed, honey, and see if there's a suitable coffin for Stumpy. I came back with the coffee can. She placed Stumpy's mortal remains into the can and began to bawl. Honey, you'll have to say the prayer. I'm so tore up I'd only blubber. So I began, O oh Lord, receive into your care Stumpy the rat, who wasn't exactly your servant, but he was a good rat, better than most. And now his worldly trials are done. We pray that you deliver him wherever it is a good rat goes. He was a rat, beloved by all. Then, awkwardly, I interred the body and tinkled a handful of dirt on the can. Bozella Maddox was pleased with the service and drew me to her giant bosom. Laws, honey, you've earned your keep today. I've got some gravy in the skillet if you don't mind working for gravy. Well, the gravy she made was so creamy and smooth, every chore I ever did afterward for Bozella Maddox we settled up the tally with gravy, and not god-awful brown gravy, but milk gravy, made with grease and flour and a lot of milk, so good you could slather it on the heel of a shoe and chomp right through the delicacy, knowing body and soul were fed. But before I left that day, Miss Maddox had one more chore to ask of me to make a marker for Stumpy's grave. It was sad toil indeed and took a week to get it done between my other jobs, but I finished the task. And when I stuck it in the ground, Miss Maddox read the epitaph. Here lies Stumpy, rat, companion and comfort to Bozella Maddox. Surely you've got a hymn in you, honey, to hum or sing for me, Miss Maddox blubbered. Well, I said, I 
pretty nigh got the first verse of a mighty fortress is our God. She said that would do. So presently I sang the first verse three times through. She sniffled and swooned and then she dragged me for another visit to her bosom and hugged the stuffing out of me. But this encumbered tale is why I stand for milk gravy and praise it. Oh, I did a host of other chores for old Miss Maddox, but burying Stumpy has struck me as an act of faith to profess we all shall walk the line, a rough first step to communion with gravy instead of the usual wine. been listening to The Grinning Possum, a podcast from Kentucky. If you like what you've heard, please share it with a friend. Thank you kindly for your time and keep it in your pouch.
The Grin and Possum podcast is written and performed by Morris Manning. The show is engineered and edited by Steve Cody and is funded with a grant from the Kentucky Arts Council, the state arts agency, which is supported with federal funding from the National Endowment for the Arts.